Good evening, Family Church Waterside, and welcome to another Sunday Night Local. So, um, yeah, here we are. So, I'm looking forward to sharing a word of God with you tonight. Um, last Sunday, of course, we had our refocus um, meeting, our whole church refocus meeting. So, I trust that you all had an opportunity uh, to watch that. It was just a great, uh, just a great evening hearing from Pastor, Pastor Andy and Gina, and all the different congregational pastors in our various locations about what's going on in our world and yeah, and Pastor Andy G is sharing a vision for what's kind of coming next for us Family Church. Um, yeah, so it's just brilliant. So, but we're back here for Sunday Night Local um, tonight. and just be gathering around uh, the Word of God, so I'm looking forward to that. So, um, it's great to have you here with us. Just give people a little bit more time just to uh, tune in, um, so to speak. Don't really tune into YouTube, you know what I mean. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, just waiting for a few more people uh, to arrive. Um, yes, yeah, it's great to be with you. Um, um, yeah, there's various things coming up um, during this time, so just got a few um, announcements. Um, there's the next parenting workshop coming up this um, Thursday. Um, there's loads of great feedback from the first one. Um, next one, um, I can't remember the specific topic from the top of my head, um, but we sent an email about it um, that says what all the topics, topics are. Um, so that's this coming Thursday, um, Thursday evening. You can sign up for that um, through, the, through the app. Um, yeah, and I've sent you all the info for that. It's free. And I, yeah, I'd highly recommend it. That'd be, that'd be brilliant. Um, and of course, I've sent out an email this week as well. I'm just talking more about the Waterside uh, plan for January and what that's going to look like in terms of Kids Church um, and just, just other things, other aspects of that, of course. And we're really excited, um, you know, about the plan, the plan for January and all that God's got involved, uh, got, got planned for us. Um, yeah, it's exciting. I believe that God's going to do some amazing things, uh, amazing things through that. Um, so... Um, if you haven't read that email, please do read your emails and there's a video attached to that as well. It just gives you a bit more information, a video from myself and Wendy gives more info on what's going on, how it's going to work. And there's this, this you know, Kids Church Ignition um, you can sign up for, etc. Um, yeah, that'd be great. You know, we all need to get um, involved as we put in the email. It's kind of all hands on deck. If we're going to make this plan work, um, then people need to, um, you know, to get stuck in and get involved. I know that's always been your heart uh, as a congregation. Um, you know, to get involved, we've always had a great percentage of people um, wanting to get involved in different teams and different ministries and different aspects of, you know, what makes church, church. So, yeah, let's all get involved, let's just um, get, we'll get stuck in, let's believe God for amazing things uh, for 2021, uh, that'd be awesome. So even if you told us that you're going to be on team, um, then, then please, please sign up, because um, just so we've got a full list of who everyone is. So even if you, please don't, even if you've kind of assumed that we know, and we may know, but please still sign up anyway. Um, just so we've got a full list, full spreadsheet of who's who's who, <laughs> who signed up, um, and how we're going to make everything work. So great, that's 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 awesome. Okay, so let's gather around the Word of God. Let's pray first. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. You're so so good, Lord. You're so good, Lord. Lord, we just look forward to what you're going to, Lord, to speak into our hearts, Lord, this evening. Lord, I pray every single one of us will just have open hearts. Lord, we'll just be so ready, to, Lord, to receive from you. I thank you for the word of God, Lord, and how it changes, Lord, our, our thinking, Lord, it just changes, Lord, Lord, our, our kind of outlook. It just, Lord, changes all of who we are, changes us from the inside out, Lord, and we thank you for the reality of that. And I pray just, just doing us, Lord, what you need to do tonight, or saying us, Lord, what you need to say tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise God. So... The last 10 weeks we've been looking at the fruit of the spirit of course and we did one kind of intro week overview week and then we looked at each aspect of the fruit of the spirit 
um, to each one in turn. So I've been doing that and that's, that's um, kind of come to a conclusion now. And, you know, so there's some other stuff I want to talk about tonight. And just as I was just to think about this and praying about this, about what God wanted for me to share, I just really felt it'd be right just to go back to what kind of the vision was at the beginning of the year. You know, there's seems like a very, very long time ago um, when we had our kind of vision Sunday um, in January. And I was just kind of looking at the messages that I was speaking around that um, speaking around that time. Um, I'm not going to repeat a message, but I mean, but if I look at the, the the context of the things that are being said at the time and, and just kind of bring that into you know where we are where we are now. Okay, so the whole 2020 vision, if you can remember back that far, as I said. Um, 2020 vision for the for the church for this year for was to have 2020 vision and 2020 vision is what kind of opticians and eye experts that's what they call having kind of perfect vision you can see with clarity and you focus correctly and it's called 2020 vision and of course we're in the year 2020 so the pastor Andy kind of connected those things together and then off the back of that um, I spoke some messages uh, regarding that and, and about having the right perspective so I just want to share some more just kind of thoughts about that um, you know and you know perspective matters you know perspective can be affected by things that have gone on in our lives and on our backgrounds and our experience I heard something which is it's quite amusing but it but it's but I think it's true and just illustrates this point there's a huge difference between America and Britain obviously lots and lots of differences not the same ones Brilliant, the ones uh, not so brilliant. <laughs> you can make up your own minds on that. But the difference between America and Britain is often said that in Britain, 200 miles is a long way, and in America, 200 years is a long time. That's quite funny, but but it, but it, share, it, it shows a true reality. Because in Britain, we think that 200 miles is a long way. If, so, if our family members live 200 miles away and you've got to drive, say, three, three hours or so, to get there, then that feels like they're a very, very long way away. You know, whereas if you're in America, 50 or so times the size of, of Britain, then your family are 200 miles away, that actually doesn't feel that far at all. It's a different perspective. It's the same situation, but a completely different angle and perspective on the same situation. And then the other aspect of that in America, 200 years is a long time. You know, America is quite a new country uh, in a historical sense, whereas obviously Britain is much, much older and something that's 200 years old isn't really that old. In Britain is it you know our own kind of you know local city of Southampton is is well over a thousand thousand years old um you know it just it just it isn't really that old is it um so you have a very different perspective uh, of what old actually means or what the age of buildings buildings are or the age of cities are is very different but it's so it's looking at the same situation but just having a very different angle and perspective on it and I believe that when it comes to looking at things in our lives and what's going on in our lives God wants us to have the right perspective and, and, and his perspective not a, not a natural perspective, a supernatural perspective. You know, to see things the way that God sees them and to see things with clarity, to have 2020 vision. You know, there's one, you know, people who need, need glasses have to wear glasses. Um, thank you, I haven't had to wear glasses at this point. Uh, Wendy does have to wear glasses. And, and one thing, you know, these glasses they do, they give you clarity again, they give you 2020 vision again. So your, your vision is exactly how, how it should be. You know, God's perspective on situations can be very different to ours, right? Isaiah 55 verse 8 to 9 says this, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. So it's just talked about here, just the way, the way that God, God's angle on situations, his thoughts are different 
to our human thoughts. Now, he's not. This is not a belittling statement here by God. He's not saying, you know, me up here, I'm amazing. You down here, <laughs> you're kind of weaklings. Um, I think that's the point that God's making. But he's just illustrating the point about what his thoughts are, and it's an invitation that 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 we can know the thoughts of God. God wants to impart his thoughts to us and to change our thinking and change our perspective on situations. God's heart to reveal to us how he sees things. Amen. Now. I just wanted to come back to this angle is kind of what has your 2020 looked like now obviously this year all around the world in this in this this country um, has been a very 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 unusual year I was talking to my children about it the other day and they were saying they didn't quite know how to deal with it because of kind of the strangeness of this year um, you know one of them was saying that they've kind of they've never been through a situation like this before where so many things in, in their lives have been affected and I said well I said to be quite honest, I'm 44 and I, <laughs> I haven't either. I haven't been for a year where, where, well, where kind of what's going on in the world has just been so affected, um, you know, by, by things that have happened this year. You know, we've seen a lot of things with our eyes that, you know, things on TV that we probably didn't think we'd ever, ever see. It's been a strange, a very strange year. You know, and, and the world has a perspective on, on kind of what's happened during this year with all COVID and, and, and different race relations issues and, uh, and you know, and governmental issues and, and confusion in politics and all sorts of things that have been going on this year you know and and you know if you watch the news more than five minutes sadly it's very much kind of doom and gloom it's very much kind of fear and and kind of you know anxiety inducing um you know the way they talk about things and i know they from their point of view they'll just say they're just just reporting facts but it, it can be kind of like i said just very much doom and gloom kind of on kind of what's happened this year or even what's going to happen in the future but what but as believers you know we need to be different well, we are different you know we talked obviously all through the fruit of the spirit about this well, the fact we are different we're, we're not normal what i mean by that is we're not normal human beings we're, we're spiritual we're, we're spiritually alive the holy spirit dwells within us and because of that we're anything but normal um amen because we're, we're aware of the supernatural we're, we're aware that there's more going on in this world than what our our physical eyes as you can see but when we look back so when we look back at 2020 as we're coming towards uh, the end of the year kind of christmas is just around the corner and the end of the year just around the corner and when we look back at this year this is kind of my my, my challenge on this is just are we seeing with clarity are we seeing with clarity about what's what's happened during this year are we looking with natural eyes are we looking at spiritual eyes what i mean by that is are we looking back with natural eyes thinking oh this has been awful there's lots of very difficult things that have happened this year, lots of sad things, and, and some of them have been very sad. I'm not belittling anything sad that's kind of obviously happened uh, this year, obviously. Um, and, and, you know, the pressure that people in the health service and, and other things have been, have been under, uh, etc. I'm not in any way, you know, suppressing the realities that have been there. But what I am saying is, but how do we react to that when we kind of look back at that? You know, are we looking with natural eyes or are we looking with spiritual eyes? Because I believe that God wants to change his perspective because he wants us to have the right perspective in life amen and i've just been thinking about this a lot as we kind of look back at the years it's kind of always a, is a bit of a time of reflection isn't it get towards the end of the year kind of you know what's what's been going on in this world what's been going on in, in my own world um in my own family this year you know and, and when i was looking back and this was a real you know just a me getting getting clarity um in my own life and i believe this is where god wants you to get clarity as well is i just felt an overwhelming just sense of thankfulness to god for all that he has done for me you know when i look back at 20 2020 and all the craziness all the unusual stuff things that are unprecedented things you never would expect um, would be realities 
I just felt an overwhelming sense of thankfulness. Not, not thankfulness for those very difficult situations, obviously, but what I mean is a very overwhelming sense of thankfulness to God for all that he has done for me, the way he's protected me, the way he's looked after my family, the way he's brought us through, and, and just, you know, thankful that I'm a Christian, that I am saved. Amen? So, so God is calling us to have a thankful spirit. This is kind of the thrust of what I want to talk about this evening to have a heart of thankfulness, to have an attitude of gratitude or whatever you want to call it. Psalm 100 verse 4 to 5 says this well-known passage, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good, his love endures forever, his faithfulness continues through all generations. Amen, his faithfulness continues through all generations. So we're encouraged there. To enter his gates. So in other words, to start, your, your starting point is thanksgiving. That's, this is your starting point in life, to be thankful to God. Now, of course, many of you may know or be aware that, of course, uh, this uh, Thursday, a few days ago, was the American uh, kind of holiday of Thanksgiving, which is a huge, uh, it's kind of a huge thing, um, you know, in the United States, where they kind of come together, come together as families, um, just to kind of thank God, um, you know, for what's, for all his provision and all that's gone um He's been doing it in their lives, um, etc. Especially for those who are believers, will do it in that way. Um, but even culturally, it's a very huge thing in America. But you know, but we should have a heart of thanksgiving. We should have a heart of thankfulness. And you know, I've literally just made a list um, in my life. They're not in. I'm going to say they're not in order of importance. Some of them, ones that are in order of importance, I guess. Um, but um, there's just things I'm thankful to God for. There's things that, that God's done in my own life and. You know, and, and I'd encourage you to do this for yourselves, to make your own list of things in your life to be thankful for, things that God's done in your life in 2020, things that God's done in your heart in, in 2020, in the craziness of on the unprecedentedness, un, unprecedentedness, <laughs> I don't know if that's a word, I've just made up a word, I don't know, but it's been unprecedented, that's what I was looking for. Um, yeah, what God's done in your life this year what's God done in your heart what's God done in your family what's God taught you through this through this unusual year you know that we found ourselves in and I just just felt so thankful I felt so thankful for my wife and I will start there um obviously I'm more thankful to God than I am <laughs> um my wife because obviously I get those in the right order um so like I said these aren't in direct order of importance but I just so thankful for my wife I was thankful for the for the marriage that I have um, I thank Jesus, an amazing, beautiful woman, and it's just such a blessing to my life, to my family's life. I just, I'm thankful for my children. I'm thankful for for who they are. I thank you. I'm thankful that you know they're following God, and you know that God's brought them through this time. And they've had lots of challenges um, as teenagers um, during this year, and the school's been strange and are very different, etc. I'm thankful for God's provision. I'm thankful for the way that He's just provided for me during this time. Um, I'm thankful for breath in my lungs. You know, if you can't, if, you, if maybe you're thinking, well, I don't know how long my list is going to be. Well, there's a great starting place. If you're watching this, that means you're alive. And you can be thankful to God for breath in your lungs. Amen. You're alive and you're breathing. I'm, I'm thankful for, for the church that, I've, that I'm uh, blessed to lead, but also find myself part of. I'm thankful that, that, that it's, the family church has just adapted so well. Um, during during this time in this challenging year I'm thankful that I'm in a church that is so well led and I mean so well led by, by Pastor Andy and Jean has been so well led with all the challenges uh, that this year has brought I'm so thankful for my church family I'm so thankful for all of you I'm thank you, so thankful that you're people after God's God's own heart 
just for your willingness to serve. For the, I'm so thankful for the way that people stay connected uh, during this time, the way people have, people have given in their time and given in their finances and, and it's just been amazing. You know, and I'm thankful for specific things from God as well. I, I'm thankful for God's peace. You know, in this world that's so full of fear and anxiety, I'm so thankful for, for, the, for the peace of God, that supernatural peace that guards our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, what Paul says. I'm thankful to God for his faithfulness. We just read about that in Psalm 100, his faithfulness continues for all generations. I'm so thankful for that. I'm so thankful for his love. His love, which is so, um, you know, so unending and is so unconditional and just, just, just showers me with, with grace. And I thank for his grace in itself, his unmerited favour that he blesses me with. I'm so thankful that I'm saved. I'm so thankful that I'm a Christian. I'm so thankful that, that I've been bought at a price. I'm so thankful that Jesus died on the cross for me 2,000 years ago. I'm so thankful that he, bought, he beat the power of sin and death and rose again three days later. I'm so thankful that I'm on my way to heaven. I don't have to have any confusion about that or uncertainty about that. I don't have to do any, any good works, although we should do good works, of course, that's part of being a Christian. But those good works don't save me. I'm so thankful it's a free gift. It's a, it's a gift of grace. And I'm so thankful that I'm on my way to heaven. And I, and I know that I know that I know that's where I'm going, you know, when I leave this earth. So I just think about that and I've got, I've got so much to thank God for. So as you kind of look back at 2020 as the year starts to come towards an end, I just encourage you to have a heart of thankfulness, to see things the way that God sees situations, to thank God for what he's done during our lives. God's done a whole lot in my own life during this year and I'm sure he's done a whole lot in your life as well and brought you security and, and, and peace and blessing during this time. Amen. The Apostle Paul had a lot to say on having a thankful heart and he went through some real difficult situations. Paul, we'll look at those um, in a second. But, you know, he had very much had a heart of thankfulness. He very much had a heart where he just wanted to, you know, just be grateful to God in every situation. Ephesians 5, verse 18 to 20. So this is Paul's letter to the church in Ephesus. He says this. Do not get drunk on wine. Okay, some helpful information, some helpful advice and guidance. Do not get drunk on wine that leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. Speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So Paul here really encouraging us to give thanks to God for everything or in every in every circumstance to, to be thanking God thank God for all the, the stuff that God is doing uh, in your life and has done in, in your life through this year amen in, in Colossians so Paul's letters to the church in Colossians says this Colossians 2 verse 6 to 7 so then just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord continue to live your lives in him rooted and built up in him strengthened in the faith as you were taught and overflowing with thankfulness for us to literally overflow to be strengthened in our in our faith but to overflow with thankfulness to God amen because even if you're dealing with some difficult things in your in in your life and maybe you've had a difficult 2020 and the world has had a you know a very difficult 2020 we have so much to be thankful for be thankful that you are saved be thankful with breath in your lungs and be thankful that you are saved that you know the reality of John 3 16 whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life you know that's a truth for you amen it's not just a just a nice thing well that'd be nice if it was true no it's a, it's a reality it's, it's a fact it's, it's a truth 
for you. Amen. Yeah, you've been saved and you're on your way to heaven. Let's be overflowing with thankfulness. So let's have a lifestyle of thankfulness. Amen. We we'll always be thanking, thanking God, and to and just for that to be a starting place, as we're encouraged in the Psalms, enter His gates of thanksgiving. Let that be the starting place. You know, when when you when you spend time with God and when you pray, don't don't is you know God wants us to, um, you know, to bring all our all our requests to Him. You know, the Bible encourages us to do that. But let's always be coming with starting with a place of thankfulness. For that to be the beginning point. To enter His gates with thanksgiving, His courts with praise. Just a thanking him for what he's already done and all he's going to do. Amen. You know, and, and what's interesting is Paul was Paul went through some crazy situations in his life. If you study Paul's life and you know what's written in the book of Acts and what Paul talks about in his letters as well, he went through some incredibly difficult things, but was still able to overflow with thankfulness, to have a lifestyle of thankfulness because he had the right perspective on situations. He had God's perspective on situations. He wasn't coming from a natural, natural thinking or natural perspective. It was God's perspective. It was God's vision. It was twenty twenty vision, correct vision. Now Paul lists this, this, lists this in two Corinthians eleven verses twenty three to twenty eight. He does, there's a whole kind of long list here of a few verses where he talks about all the things that he's gone through in his life. It's, it's interesting. You kind of get to the end of it and think, wow, <laughs> that's a list and a half. It says this. So this is verse 23, I've worked much harder. So he's talking about other servants of Christ. And he says, I've worked much harder. I've been in prison more frequently. I've been flogged more severely and been exposed to death again and again. Five times I received from the Jews the 40 lashes minus nine, minus one, sorry. Verse 25, three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was pelted with stones. Three times I was shipwrecked. I spent a night and a day in the open sea. I have been constantly on the move. I've been in danger from rivers, in danger from bandits, in danger from my fellow Jews, in danger from Gentiles, in danger in the city, in danger in the country, in danger at sea, and in danger from false believers. Verse 27, I have laboured and toiled and have often gone without sleep. I have known hunger and thirst and have often gone without food. I have been cold and naked. Besides everything else, I face daily the pressure of my concern for all the churches. Which said that's you know that that is a list and a half, right? Wow. You know, this 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 when when you kind of look at this list, that kind of puts your own life in perspective as well. I think, well, I've I've never been shipwrecked, I've been three times, and and I've never been beaten with rods. And you kind of think it kind of puts your own thinking in perspective, right? About maybe those things I've gone through in my life actually can't aren't quite as bad as what Paul's gone through here. But my, my point I'm making here is that Paul had the right perspective. He's gone through some crazy situations, things that we may, may well never go through. But he still had the right perspective. He still had an, a lifestyle of thankfulness, an attitude of, of gratitude. Despite all those things that happened, he was so thankful to God every single day for the fact that he was saved and all that God was doing in his life. You know, God had, had corrected his vision. And as I was thinking about this, God, God showed me some kind of some more stuff surrounding Paul's kind of conversion. Paul's conversion when he becomes a believer is recorded in Acts 9. I'm sure you know Paul's kind of background. He, he was a Pharisee. Um, you know, was very studious in, in being a Pharisee. And of course the Pharisees, or, or certainly the vast majority of the Pharisees and the general um, religious teachers of the law really did not like Jesus. Um, they, they felt offended by him. They didn't like the authority in which he spoke. They didn't like that the people were listening to him rather than listening to them. Um, there's kind of a lot of jealousy that was going on there. And there was a lot of hypocrisy that was going on in their lives. You know, when they would say one thing, tell people, 
kind of preach to people and tell them what they should do, but inside, in their own lives, they weren't doing that at all. And Jesus exposed, exposes that hypocrisy um, in them a number of times. So the, the Pharisees, they really didn't like Jesus, or the vast majority really didn't like him. There's some that did get a correct perspective and did get, did get saved, which is awesome. Um, but a lot of them didn't have the right perspective and they really didn't like Jesus. And, and Paul was, was persecuting uh, the church. He was there at the stoning of uh, stoning of Stephen, it says, and you know, and yeah, there's a lot of things that were going on. He was trying to get churches shut down. He was trying to get Christians put in prison. And he has an amazing conversion. I've got time to look at all the scripture around it, but that's recorded in Acts chapter nine. And what happens is conversion is on the road to Damascus, and and there's a blinding light, and and he is literally blinded. He's physically blinded by the amazing light. And Jesus appears appears before him and says, "Paul, Paul, why are you persecuting?" persecuted me and Paul is, is radically saved and, and and God starts to reveal to Paul about how he's going to be used for, for, for the kingdom of God and how he's going to be used for God's glory and and his natural sight um, then gets then gets restored. So you can read all that in Acts 9 and 10. It kind of talks about more detail. So God, God reveals his will for Paul's life, his natural sight gets restored. Now I've often thought about why did God actually do that? What, what's, what's this going on about, uh, you know, natural blindness and then and God restoring his sight? You know, why? Because I believe it's, it's making a point here about how Paul's vision, both in a natural sense, but more importantly, in a in a supernatural sense, his vision was being corrected. His vision was being restored. He had the wrong thinking. He had completely the wrong thing, thinking about Jesus and who Jesus was. And he thought he was serving God by putting Christians in prison and, and seeing them stoned and persecuted. So his, his complete outlook on the situation and complete perspective was radically changed at that moment. And the fact he was naturally blind and God miraculously restored that, then that was just a, you know, symbolic of what God was doing in him supernaturally, and restoring his vision, giving him clarity, giving him 20-20 vision of all that God had for him and what God's will for his life. And of course, Paul did amazing, amazing things that we read about in the Bible when he wrote the majority of the New Testament and did incredible things. Amen. So despite all the trials of Paul's life, and we, we read in 2 Corinthians 11, and that whole and kind of amazing list of things that Paul had endured and gone through, he could say this, 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 16 to 18, he could say this, Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Amen. Rejoice always, pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So this is what, what has, has God had kind of restored his sight in a supernatural sense and brought clarity of vision and clarity of thinking. He could say, I'm, I'm going to give thanks in all circumstances. And Paul spent a lot of his time encouraging others, as, he's, as we're hearing tonight, to encourage others to give thanks in all circumstances. Now, just to be kind of clear here, just so there's no confusion, it says give thanks in all circumstances. It doesn't say give thanks for all circumstances. You know, if you're if you're you know really ill at the moment, or there's a you know, real difficult situation, um, say going on in your family or going on in your world, etc. Doesn't mean say, well, well, God, I thank you that I'm ill. You know, that's 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 a that's a misunderstanding of what's being said here. What Paul is saying is give thanks in all circumstances. So let's say you are facing a health situation. You can still thank God in that you're in a circumstance, but you can still thank God in that circumstance. You're not thanking Him that you're sick, and um, you know we believe that that it's, it's God's will to heal you absolutely. But by, by His stripes, by Jesus' stripes, uh, that you are healed. It says uh, in Isaiah, Amen. 
that, that Jesus paid the price for your sin and, and for your sickness um, upon upon the cross. Amen. And we'll believe and stand with you, um, uh, yeah, and believe with you uh, for total supernatural healing. Praise God. Yeah. Amen. No, so it doesn't say give thanks for all circumstances, give thanks in all circumstances. Whatever circumstance you're in, just like Paul here had some crazy circumstances, in any of those he could give thanks and just be so grateful to God for all that he was doing in, in his life. Amen. Just to kind of start bringing this to a close, I wanted to uh, share a, a story that was uh, just, a, well, just a short, very short story that was shared by Billy Graham, um, the late, great legendary evangelist who... who died not that long ago and he says this this is all his his own words it says this we seem never to be satisfied with what we have whether rich or poor healthy or sick but what a difference it makes when we realize that everything we have has been given to us by God King David prayed wealth and honor come from you we give thanks and praise your glorious name everything comes from you that's in 1, 1 Chronicles 29 12 to 14. So this is Billy Graham continuing. I'm quoting. Some years ago, I visited a man who was wealthy and successful. He was the envy of all his friends and business associates. But as we talked, he broke down in tears, confessing that he was miserable inside. Wealth had not been able to fill the empty place in his heart. A few hours later, so this is Billy Graham continuing. A few hours later, I visited another man only a short distance away. His cottage was humble and he had almost nothing in the way of this world's possessions. And yet his face was as radiant as he told me about the work he was doing for Christ and how Christ had filled his life with meaning and purpose. I am convinced the second man was really the rich man. Although he didn't have much, he had learned to be thankful for everything that God had given him. Paul declared, this is in Philippians 4 verse 12, Paul declares, I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. The spirit of thankfulness, and Billy Graham closes with this statement, the spirit of thankfulness makes all the difference. That's an interesting story, right? It's not, it's not a parable, it's, it's a real encounters that, that Billy Graham had. This guy who, who was rich, but, but, but was miserable inside because it hadn't filled the kind of emptiness within. And a guy who lived kind of very humbly um, in terms of the possessions he had, but he was so thankful for, to God for everything he had, for everything that God had, had given him and provided for him. And he had totally felt that he had, he had meaning and purpose in, in his life. But what was the difference there was a the spirit of thankfulness. Amen. To be thankful in all circumstances. Praise God. You know, that, that man, that man who may have been, you know, in, in the world's eyes, we thought, well, he doesn't have much. No, but he, he had everything in God. Amen. But he, and he had the right perspective. He had a 2020 perspective. He had 2020 vision. He had, he had clarity of vision about his situation. And he had decided that he was going to be thankful in all circumstances. So I'm just going to just, just leave you with that and leave you with that challenge tonight. You know, let's allow God to change our perspective. Maybe you're going through some situations right now. And I just encourage you just to be, just be seeking God. Seeking God's heart. Remember, his ways are higher than our ways. And his thoughts are higher than our thoughts, but he wants you to start thinking the way he thinks. He wants to, you know, impart that to you. So be praying about that and asking God to reveal his heart, how he sees the situation. Maybe you're going through some real, they're real genuine struggles, but God wants to, to meet you where you're at. And just to start changing your thinking about those situations. 
And that encourages us to be thankful, not thankful for those difficult situations, but thankful for who, for who God is to you, but thankful for what he's done in your life. Thank, be thanking God. You know, when, when you pray, be thanking God that he's already heard those prayers, that, he, that he's going to answer those prayers. Be thankful in faith as well. Be thankful about what's going to happen. Amen. Be thankful for what God's going to do. Let's have a heart of thankfulness to give thanks in all circumstances. And as I said right, as I said earlier, I'd encourage you to, to make a list as you kind of look back at this, uh, this very unusual year that we found ourselves in, to, ma to make a list in, of everything in your own life that you're thankful to God for. And, you know, great place to start. God, I'm thankful that I'm saved. I'm thankful I'm on my way to heaven. <laughs> Thank you that my life is completely safe in your hands. Praise God. You know, we have so much to be thankful for. But I genuinely encourage you to do, do that as a bit of homework. Make a list. Make a list this week. And, and be thanking God every day for those things that are on your list. Amen. Because it, it changes our, our perspective on those situations. Praise God. And, and as I said, if you're going through some difficult stuff, God wants to meet you where you are. And myself and Wendy, let us, let us know about it. We want to stand with you and be praying with you and praying for you. And to see those situations broken up. Uh, see the breakthrough in those situations and see those situations changed in Jesus name amen praise God we have so much to be thankful for thank you God let's, let's just pray let's just close with this thank you Lord thank you Jesus thank you Lord Lord we do have so much to be thankful for Lord we thank you Lord that we are saved Lord we thank you Lord that we are children of a living God Lord we thank you Lord that we've been brought out of the dominion of darkness and brought into the kingdom of light. Thank you, we are your children. You are our good, good Father. Lord, we thank you, our lives, Lord, are safe in your hands. Lord God, we thank you for all your provision. Lord, we thank you for all your, your material provision. Lord, we thank you, for, Lord, for our families. Lord, we thank you for our spouses. Lord, we thank you for our children. Lord, we thank you, for, Lord, for our, for our health, Lord God. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for how you just carried us through this year in this, in this challenging year, challenging environment that we've been in. How you carried us through, how you carried us through as a church, Lord, corporately, how you've, how you've carried us through, Lord, as a church family, Lord God, a church body. Lord, we thank you for what you've done. Lord, and I pray you just continue to work in our lives. Lord, continue to do, Lord, in our hearts, Lord, what you want to do in our hearts, Lord God. Lord, we look forward to what you're going to do. Lord, Lord for those who, Lord, who are struggling on and believe for you to change situations, Lord God, we thank you, Lord, that you hear their prayers. We thank you, God, that you're going to answer their prayers. You are a faithful, faithful God. You're faithful, God, throughout the generations we heard of this evening, Psalm 100, Lord God. Lord, we thank you for your amazing faithfulness. We thank you those prayers are going to be answered in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we look forward to what you're going to do. Lord, give us a right perspective, right perspective as we look back on this year. Lord, and a right perspective for the future as we move forward. Lord, may, Lord, may, Lord, you impart your thoughts to us. Lord, we don't want to be naturally minded. We don't want to be carnal, carnally minded. Lord, we want to be supernaturally minded. We want to see situations, Lord, the way that you see them. Lord, may we just be so thankful, Lord, in every situation. Lord, have an attitude of, of gratitude. Lord, you're so, so good. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So I'm going to close there. So I mentioned right at the beginning about some different things um, that are coming up. So um, I won't mention those again, but I'll be reading your emails, and there'll be more emails coming out again next week about some things that that are coming up very soon so yeah keep an eye on emails and on text um as well and yeah let's be connected in every way that we can have a have a great week praying for you all bye <laughs>